Hey, this is Dali, and you're listening to the Fear the Sword podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of The Bottom. This is Fear the Sword's uh, new podcast. Uh, usually we have Chris Manning on uh, with myself, David Zavak, but uh, today we have a special guest. Uh, we have Chops. Um, he's uh, done great work. He does stuff with pop culture. He's done stuff with Complex before. A lot of you probably know him from Twitter. Um, he is Baker Mayfield's biggest fan. Um, just as always referencing things that I don't understand because <laughs> I don't know anything about, uh, <laughs> rap or any of, uh, or any of the personalities, but, um, he is, uh, a, a smart, uh, Cavs and Browns fan as well as, uh, somebody that I like talking, uh, about, uh, Avengers, Marvel, as well as some Star Wars stuff. So I figured he'd be a, a fun guest to have on. Uh, the bottom. So, so chops. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I actually saw Baker in L.A. during Grammy Week, and I was taken back fully, just being in his presence. Does he have like that presence? Is it is it like you know? Because I think like that's why Dorsey basically picked him, right? Like it's just like this gravitas or aura that he has. Yeah, it's really weird. Like he, like there was a lot of famous people kind of there, and he just. He commands a room like it's it's not overblown when uh, when people say that it's weird. We were just I told you we were in Austin. Um, my buddy was getting married down there, um, and he's maybe the only one who's a bigger fan of Baker than than you are. And I think Baker was in Austin at the time, and I was kind of trying to like figure out a way to invite him to like get him to just show up at the wedding, but um, <laughs> I don't know if his fiance now wife would have would have liked uh, to have her day overshadowed like that so i ultimately not that I, not that he would have but i didn't even really end up tweeting at him because i just didn't want to um, he may have showed up he might have like he seems like a guy who likes to have a good time and yeah this was a good time so that's awesome um, well yeah let's uh you i think one of the reasons why uh you became pretty popular um over the last few years, uh, following the Cavs is, um, you know, I, I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but you were maybe one of the first people who started to talk to me about, um, LeBron James leaving again. Um, yeah. and so I, I do kind of want to talk to you. I want to start by talking about, uh, Kyrie and LeBron, um, Certainly the Cavs are not in a great spot, and we certainly wish they were back in both both LeBron and Kyrie were back in Cleveland. But um, what do you think of, of what's going on with, with Kyrie or LeBron? Neither of them are, are particularly happy at the moment. Um, what, what do you see? We, we can start with LeBron. Um, where's his head at, do you think? I uh, it is, It's tough. He's got to be... I don't think he regrets the decision because I just don't think LeBron regrets a lot of things, but I don't think that he thought it would be this bad, you know, like they're under 500 right now. There's a legit shot. They don't make the playoffs. That's going to be a major talking point. Imagine LeBron James, not in the playoffs for the first time in 14 years while on the Lakers, Adam silver has to be freaking out right now. I just, I, I, with LeBron, I think 
and we all know what he does. Like his comments about his teammates. That happens. It happened in Cleveland. It happened in Miami. That's what he does. He's not always. He doesn't always say the right thing. And you know, I'm, I've know you over the years have have talked about LeBron's leadership. You know, and it, it's coming up again. And I just think that he didn't really fully fully realize the situation basketball wise that he was going to. Yeah, and I mean, I, yeah, and I think there's a few things there, right? Like. I think a bunch of Cavs fans keep saying, you know, I don't know that Lakers fans really watch LeBron during the regular season. Um, oh, yeah, they're panicking. You know, it, it, which is true, like, they haven't. But also, like, I didn't watch the Lakers over the last couple of years. So, like, when they sign LeBron and I have all these Lakers fans talking about, um, you know, Ingram taking huge steps forward last year and... Uh, Lonzo Ball being this amazing on-ball defender. Like, I mean, you know me with young guys, I'm very skeptical, but mm-hmm. I really hadn't watched him, so I was kind of like, well, I, if it were me, I'd be trying to get Jimmy Butler and and, and Kawhi yeah. Leonard, but if you really <laughs> believe in these guys, I, you know, okay. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think this LeBron, you know, the, all the comments last night sort of calling out the young guys, it's like a month and a half later than it would have happened in Cleveland the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. when you combine that with the schedule changes, they just don't have very much time. They have the toughest schedule remaining in the Western Conference, I believe. So, yeah, they, they, they're almost out of time. And um, I, I just, I really, I really, really, really want to know who picked the roster this summer? Because I know that it leaked, that LeBron was involved, but I'm going to be very interested to see if they do miss the playoffs, kind of what happens. Because because nothing Magic Johnson has done or Rob Palenka has shown that they can put a successful winning basketball team together. Yeah, and I'm not really like, even if LeBron was heavily involved, like... Getting Beasley and Rondo, like, if if those are the kind of guys that LeBron was pushing for, which, you know, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, like, you're talking about guys that you're just spending the minimum or close to the minimum on Mm -hmm. anyway. So, like, for me, that's not, like, if LeBron wants to pick a few guys to, like, round out the roster, I'm not going to, like, criticize him a whole lot for that. No. Um, But... When you look at the roster, and they, you know, they, they kept talking about how LeBron's going to be this small ball center, and um, <laughs> and everybody was really skeptical about that for like the obvious and correct reason, like watch him in the regular season. But like, I didn't see enough people being like the whole point of going small is to have more shooters on the floor, and none of these guys are sh- like like it's it's not so you can play like Lonzo Ball and Rondo. Rajon Rondo together, like that's no. not why you go small. Um, no, and so I mean, it just never really made as much basketball sense as I think people wanted it to. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've been watching a lot of Lakers games recently, and Luke, who is going to assuredly get fired this season, after this season. I mean, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. But people, his lineups are getting criticized, and I think it's fair to wonder about them sometimes, but really 
Like, what is he supposed to do? Like, even even the Zubak trade the other uh, during the deadline, he was a functional big who showed some promise, and then they traded him. And now that they're now their two centers are Javel and Tyson Chandler, who look terrible most nights. Yeah, and I mean they just can't defend anybody, right? Like and, nobody, and, again, and they can't shoot. And again, like yeah, if you're not shooting and you're not <laughs> defending, and you're not going to get the defending from LeBron, like I saw one uh, Lakers Twitter guy, Ben Rosales, who's probably the smartest Lakers Twitter person, I, I would say. Um, Anthony's fun. I'm not trying to, to say anything about him, but uh, Ben was kind of like, "Wow, LeBron really needs to, to close out on that shooter." And it's like, yeah, but like he's not going to, and no. So like you have to prepare for that, um, and it, like it just doesn't seem like there was, um, like none of that ever happened, and um, so it's it's. It's interesting, and I don't know. I, I, I kind of said earlier, like, well, I'm sure the Lakers will get this figured out this summer, but, like, until will, they have will they? somebody will they? who... I don't know, because they don't have... Like, until they get somebody who, like, recognizes that shooting matters and that LeBron isn't going to defend, so you need some guys who will... I think Jimmy Butler... Happen. I think Jimmy Butler is probably someone on their radar... He's kind of this. The Tobias Harris thing seems to probably push him out of Philly, I would guess. So I guess Jimmy Butler would help, but Jimmy's not. Jimmy's cool. He's good, but he's not Kyrie. You know, he's not. He he he's like a what fifteen to twenty in the league type guy, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Right. Well. Yeah. And I would say uh, everybody always says this, but basically nine through seventeen, I think you know, you can make an argument for anybody. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, he's somewhere in that range. Um, but I think your point's correct. Like, I don't think he comes in and um, takes him higher than a five or six seed in the West, right? So Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but even then, like, but but that's even, like, if they got, a, like, a star. Like, I, I hope that they mm-hmm. can figure some something out to, to put next to LeBron, but, like, I'm just even saying, like, until there is a mindset change where the guys that you're targeting are Wayne Ellington and not mm-hmm. Beasley or Rondo, um, you know, it was really nice Rondo hit that, you know, game winner a couple weeks ago, and congrats, you know, uh, over Boston. But, like, long term, like, that's just not the type of signing that gets you any closer to where you theoretically want to go. No. So there's going to have to be some sort of mindset change. You would hope because LeBron's getting older, and I mean he's still putting up great numbers, and he still looks like LeBron. But well, and before we move on, you know, I just you can see it. I'll go back to the original part where, like, I I think you said like he's not somebody who's going to like regret his decision. No, Um, but I do think that fair or unfair, and I think it's closer to unfair than fair, if he, in what is theoretically still his prime misses the playoffs for a premier organization like that's it's not really helping him like nobody nobody like is expecting him to win titles right now but not making the playoffs is something that like people are going to mention when they're comparing him to Jordan like this would matter I think yes I mean I guess he gets to film Space Jam 2 a little earlier so 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, that, yeah, that, so, so that then the mean, question is what, you know, where, what does he care about? And, um, I think he's still, I mean, Braun's tough because he's going to go film Space Jam 2, but he's going to call out teammates for not caring about basketball. That's, you got to live with that. That's what Lakers fans, that's what you signed up for as an organiza- organization. And, um, that's, that's what you don't miss. I mean, you obviously miss everything else that comes with LeBron James on your team. I mean, the playoff run last year was incredible. The title, obviously incredible. But there is other stuff, which Lakers fans must have had blinders on during LeBron's whole career because they're acting so surprised that all of this is happening. And that's what's killing me, that they're they're surprised that LeBron is doing this when it's it's nothing new. Right. Well, and then, you know, you can look at it another way. His reputation would take a hit, but I'm sure getting May off for the first time in 15 years or whatever would be kind of nice. So uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, I mean, you tweet. when did you tweet it? On Saturday? Like, it's going to, the, the talk, like, the, what it, the, the discussion around him missing the playoffs is going to be insane if it actually happens. Yeah. And I don't, think, I don't think people realize how much of a story it's going to be. And it, you know, I, I said, I tweeted before the year, I said, what happens when the Lakers go like 45 and 37? I think I said 43 and 37. Yeah. And it seemed like kind of crazy then um, for most people. But like, they'll be lucky to get to 43 wins right now. Um, lucky. Which is which is just wild, um, and it, it 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 hurts that LeBron got hurt, and then you yes, can start talking yes. about where he's at physically. But um, man, I don't know. Um, let's let's real quick talk about Kyrie too, because he's he's <laughs> also unhappy. And if we're Cavs fans, and you know our own team has the worst net rating in the league, we can at least um, take some comfort in the fact that. Um, other people are unhappy too. Um, <laughs> what percentage shot do you have him staying in Boston this summer? 30, 35, I think. I, I think he's gone. I think. Yeah. I, I think the writing's on the wall. Um, I think he's destined. I think KD and Kyrie end up with the Knicks. That's. I'm going to tell you this. The same circle of people who were very, very sure about LeBron going to the Lakers are saying the same exact thing about KD to the Knicks. The same thing. And it's coming from very legit, like, sources type thing. You know? Man, we were we were talking about Madison Square Garden. Like, that's like the thing. Like, if, and I know Carmelo did it a couple years ago, like the one year with JR, but like, yeah. if Kyrie and KD won 50 games at msg like those tickets are going to be so expensive those games would be so much fun um you said it would be good for the league like it would look at the league look at the league ratings right now they're down yeah because i don't think it's the only reason but lebron's on the west coast i think warrior fatigue is set in so i think having a premier new york team like that would is exactly what the league needs so i think it would I think it's like the perfect time for this to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I would I would almost say almost the same percentage for Kyrie, and you know yeah. his his comments after last <laughs> night's game were kind of like, nope, we're fine. I'm on the team. Like nobody's going to beat us, which like, isn't wrong. Which which, which isn't is... which isn't wrong. And I think it also 
Boston fans aren't gonna, you know, may, might not like this. And I, I like to play armchair psychologist for Kyrie, but to me, that sounds like him saying, "Okay, I spent half the year trying to be a leader. <laughs> um, I'm done. Uh, I'm not gonna get worked up about wins and losses. I'm gonna go out there and play the best that I can." And if good things happen, it's because I'm good. And if bad things happen, I did my best. And Boston um, fans really hate him. They really, they really hate him. They do. Like, the, like, like the LeBron thing in L.A., I think like they're just annoyed by him. Boston fans hate Kyrie. And I think it's it would be understandable. Like when Kyrie, like, you know... Um, was was in Cleveland and like Delhi had like better net ratings and Kyrie's like <laughs> RPM was super low and like it like made some sense like I, I like that people were you know would question Kyrie and his actual like impact on the floor yeah and I, and I guess like the the Boston's record when Kyrie's been hurt is is good but like when Kyrie plays the team falls apart when he's on the bench. Yep. Um, in last night's game, he was the only one with a positive plus-minus. Terry Rozier has Disaster. been a, a, a dumpster fire. A lot of I, I, I was kind of open to trading for him over the season. Yeah, God. Terry Rozier lost a lot of money this season, I think. Yeah. Um, lost a lot of money. But man, I for me, it looks like he is sort of like emotionally disassociating himself from the situation. Like he yes. tried. Um, and then the other way that I'm kind of looking at it, if I'm Kyrie, is, okay, Boston was not on my original list of teams I wanted to trade for. They had two full years to, like, sell me on staying here. They'll get one more shot this summer, I guess. Um, but, like, what have they done to, like... My, I think my what, how I see it playing out, if Boston does not win a championship or reach the finals which they could. Kyrie's good enough, and I don't fully trust the other teams in the East enough to st- – like, like I could see him getting to the finals. Because, like, the Milwaukee, do we really trust the Bucks? I would love to, but I don't no. know. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Toronto is deep, and they look good. I'm not going to lie. They, I, they, they were my pick to get out of the East at the beginning of the year. I wish they would have found a way to um, turn Lowry into Conley, but that's another yes. conversation. I think they may have traded for the wrong men for Grizzly. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're correct. But that team is deep. They have like, like Jeremy Lin is like their ninth man. That's that's not bad. No. Um, Philly, I don't know. Philly, Philly, I don't know. That that roster is kind of weird. Um, who am I forgetting? Uh, the Pacers, I guess. But that's well, but they're man. yeah, they're that's that, that's unfortunate because Old Depot is really good. But yeah. so I I think Kyrie could definitely. Do it, but if they don't, I think you're gonna see Ainge panic, scared that Kyrie's gonna leave, and not offer Tatum an AD deal, and it's not gonna happen, and Kyrie's gonna leave, and then Kyrie's gonna say, "Well, you wouldn't trade, you you didn't trade for AD, so I'm gonna leave." I think Ainge is in a tough spot, and it's like kind of a LeBron calf spot last year, where everybody was like, "Oh, trade the eighth pick," but. Are you guaranteed? You, you you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't yeah. know if I'm making sense. Yeah. So I think it's like a chicken or egg situation. I think Kyrie's going to go. They're not going to trade for AD because they felt that Kyrie wasn't going to stay anyways. Ugh, that's crazy. Um, and the you know the one thing about it, I do not. I, I, I agree. We just haven't seen the Bucks 
you know, do it yet, but they do have length that would give Kyrie trouble. And then you're asking Tatum or Horford, I guess, but like you're asking Tatum to create offense and I, we certainly haven't seen him do that consistently. So, um, it's, it's interesting. So, um, let's, uh, unless, do you have any, anything else on Kyrie and LeBron or anything like that? Uh, no, I hope they're both happier next season. <laughs> Me too, right? Like, I, I mean, we're, we're both, like, at least I am kind of enjoying them uh, struggling a little bit, but not them. Like, it's their organizations that I feel like are sort of letting them down. I, I keep making mm-hmm. the analogy. It's it's like we're, like, concerned parents. Yeah. We just, and we just want to <laughs> see our kids, um, you know, in a safe, loving environment. Um, but, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick uh, break and, and hear from our great sponsors, and then we will back at it and watch. We'll, we'll talk some calves. All right, we're back. Um, okay, so Colin Sexton's been playing better. Ooh, talk um, about it. I I feel like I got out ahead of the curve on him playing better. <laughs> uh, I do not get credit for this. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I'm not gonna just go let you ahead, slide in. Let, let me hear it. Let's. Uh, I let... know. I, I. The thing with Sexton, it, and I tweeted. I tweeted this like a week ago or two weeks ago. I'm so content as a Cavs fan that I just can't get. I can't get angry about anything. I don't think. So so it's like the Sexton thing is like, yeah, I get it. He has some of the worst basketball plays I've maybe ever seen. Like that 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 possession in Boston earlier this season. I've never seen I've never seen that on an NBA court and I'm just like okay I this isn't good I know it's not good but I my my whole outlook on him was you know what let's just give him time and I hope I hope I hope he gets better and you know what he he looks promising sometimes you know and like he looks like he could be a piece going forward and when I look at the people drafted around him I don't feel terrible about about the selection. Like Kevin Knox, yeah, he has his moments, but like he's not, you know, he's not that like Bridges, shy, you know. I I, I don't hate it as much as I, it could have been perceived as how bad it was or a few months ago type thing, you know. Yeah, and and I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I was talking to Matt Moore, HP Basketball earlier, and I was like. I'm really just kind of enjoying the season um, more so now that they've won, you know, they're five and five in their last 10 games. They've beat exactly teams, but um, it's, it's not going to be good when like we wake up and realize that we're the, you know, the winner version of, of Orlando, which (laughs) does does Orlando still have an NBA team? Like I know Vucevic made the all-star game, but like, (laughs) Um, Aaron Gordon's still down there. Like I follow the NBA yeah. pretty closely. Um, <laughs> Terrence Ross is having like a team. career season. Terrence Ross is having like a career season in Orlando. Nobody knows it. That's like really sad. But like, yeah. I, I used to know like four or five Magic Twitter people, but they've all sort of moved on. So somebody, <laughs> I need to tweet out like to give me some Magic people that I can at least like well, be reminded is, of their existence. They just draft these guys and. Like Mo Bamba, he's just not playing. He's injured. It's just they just they always have like the fifth or sixth pick and just goes nowhere, you know? Yeah, and then they like trade them, you mm-hmm. know, like Peyton. Like you know, I'll see people get excited about him for like a month, and then 
it's like, well, wait, why wasn't I hearing about them before? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, but anyway, um, no, I, I think if you look at what Colin's done over the last four or five weeks, he's putting together games where he has more points than shots. You know, the, mm-hmm. the first step that I had that I just kind of kept tweeting was, like, just give me one game where I can, like, see what success looks like for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's had a couple of them now where yeah. um, he's just had multiple things going for him all at once. And yeah. I think he's building confidence. This is like the happiest, worst team in the league I've ever seen. Like <laughs> They're having fun. They have fun. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, Chetty after the game was like, we played bad tonight, but we really had fun and we, we won the game. Like, it's like, okay. I think that I think that really comes down to Channing. Channing and Kevin, I think, keep this team kind of very positive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is good. That's why you have a Ch- that's why you have a Channing Fry because you knew this year was going to be bad. At least deep down, they knew it was going to be bad, and you keep him around to bring guys up a lot. Not like not let Colin get down on himself, that kind of thing. Which is good, you know. It's Kevin loves good. People, yeah. pe- Kevin loves good. It's fun. And there was uh, there was one play yesterday that um, Colin and Kevin did a, a pick and roll, and for some reason both Memphis defenders went with Colin on the drive. <laughs> yeah. And then Colin, I think, drove into like Jonas Valanciunas, and I don't know if he lost the ball or whatever. But Kevin loves standing right there on the perimeter. Like, I'm. I, I mean, I don't know that Channing or Larry Drew or Kevin or or, you know, Longabardi or anybody, like, said to him after the game or, or on the sideline during it. But, like, it's just nice to have Kevin Love there, like, giving a correct option so that, like, yes. Callan has to, like, say, oh, you're right, like, that that pass was open to me. I should have done that. Now I know moving forward. Exactly. Um, because otherwise his example is Jordan Clarkson. And as good as Jordan <laughs> Clarkson's been... <laughs> like you know, I, I just I, I would I would like to see him with more competence. And I, I think Kevin Love starts, you know, moving it, them in in that direction, which I think will be good for Collins. So. This this summer is going to be really interesting. I was actually, uh, I I think Tristan gets traded this summer. I I, I don't really understand. You know, we kind of said you know if, if if you know playing fantasy GM like. You know, if if they would have found a way to move Lowry for Conley, and then instead of going for Gasol, added Tristan, mm-hmm. that that uh, Toronto team to me looks looks pretty good in terms of matching up with. But I mean, everybody's like all about Al Horford right now, and it's kind of like, well, they're, yeah. they're right because he's not really going to run into a, a bad matchup. Um, so yeah, Bill, Bill Simmons, what he called him their best player on the team the other night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, half their fan base seems to think like that, but it's just like, does, does scoring matter? Like, do people realize you have to score to win? Um, and also, every one of I watch a lot of Celtics games just because I I have to. Like, I, I'm very curious in them. Yeah, yeah. and all of Horford's points. Majority of them come off a pick and roll with Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie actually yeah. sets him up. Yes, um, every time it's the high pick and roll, and and Horford gets the. It's not like they're posting Al Horford up because that would be idiotic. They shouldn't do that, and they don't. And I like the idea of Kyrie having played for the Cavs for 
however long and got Al Horford out of there in Atlanta and with Boston. <laughs> and then Danny Ainge is going to go to him this summer and say, we gave you Al Horford. <laughs> right. Like, and Kyrie's going to be like, he's a really nice guy. I, I really like him. Yeah. And, and Gordon Hayward, who I feel like I'm the only one that tweets about him, but the guy's terrible. It's not. And, yeah, and it's I feel bad because he broke his ankle and he was good before that, but it's bad. That's where... Um, and that's max money. That's max money tied up with them right now. Yeah, and that's the one where I don't... That's where I actually do feel bad for Ainge and Boston. For sure, for sure, because you had no idea. Because there was nothing wrong with that signing, and no. um, and they just got killed. I mean, they just got destroyed, and it's not really their fault, and I don't I don't really know what you do about it. Um, yeah. But... Well, yeah. So, so what else are you are you liking about the Cavs? What are you uh, what are I, you looking for? You mentioned Tristan being traded. What, what's your thought process on that? I just I just think that he's going to be one year left on his deal after this season, and I think that I think someone's going to take. A, he's an expiring contract. I think it's going to be easier to trade him. I think someone, maybe the Lakers, maybe someone is going to feel that he can help them. And with only one year left on that deal, it's you can you can do it, you know. So, if I'm the Lakers and I'm kind of striking out in free agency, I think that's something I definitely would look at. Um, from the Cavs standpoint, I'm 100% fine trading him. I think I would maybe wait until the trade deadline next year. You get a little bit more yes. time. Um, uh, yes, I think I his value would go up because I think most people would like to add him as like a playoff tested, you know, yes, 100%. Um, piece. And then they, it's less time that they feel like they have to pay him as well. Um, so I do think that um, he, you know, if, if I were really any of the East teams, um, I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, look at, look at New York. If, if they do get Kyrie yeah. and Katie, they're going to need to fill out that roster and, um, Yep. And Tristan can be helpful to a team that has a couple, you know, elite creators like that. I mean, so um, I, I do think he is somebody that it would be surprising to me if this time next year he was still around. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, I I think I think most people understand, you know, what he's meant to the franchise. Um, if he does stay, he's, you know, looking at getting his jersey retired and some other things. But... I think I think he might anyways. I think even if they trade him next year, I think he might. He should be, anyway. I, mean, I think he, he can't uh, control that. Um, yeah, I think everybody on the 2016 just uh, retire everybody's number. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, why not? It, it costs you nothing, and and, and, <laughs> just, and, and, and like the the only people who get mad about it, I guess, are are radio personalities because they get paid to. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, what do you think about uh, Chetty? Uh, been good, pretty good. Good, yeah. I, he is. He, I, people, people in our in just the Cavs Twitter universe. I think the jokes got people thinking that he actually is like a Luca Don, a Luca level. You know, when he's not. Like I've seen people like. Like, like he is what he is, and he's good. He's a good young piece, and like we shouldn't expect a ton from him. I think the jokes turned into high expectations somehow. You know, and, I think I think that we we were also negative about Colin too. Yeah, which which yeah. was sort of unfair. Like I'm I'm sort of admitting that that was wrong. <laughs> 
But like that sort of led into, well, none of us want to be excited about Collins, so we have to talk about somebody. And like, yeah, for sure. And that sort of put things on Chetty as well. He's fun. I think I like I like his court vision a lot. I think he can. I think he has a lot of good. Um, I think he sets guys up well. I think the shot needs to get better, but his form looks good. He looks. I mean, I think Corver helped him a lot when he was here before he got traded. So. I think he, I think the Cavs have a the problem. Here's the thing with the Cavs. I think they have a lot of really nice pieces, but they need a top three pick in the draft. That's that's what it comes down to. And until they get a top three pick in elite type talent, then they're just always they're going to be at this level. You know. So, yeah. So so let me let me ask this because this is kind of what uh, I was talking about with Chris Manning um, uh, about as well. So let's say the Cavs uh, get like R.J. Barrett. Um, yes. Or, or maybe like, you know, a similar like wing out of the draft. So basically, not Zion or not John Morant. Yeah. Um, are you trading? Does does one or the other make you more or less likely to trade Kevin Love, or are you going to try and does it make you more likely to want to tank another year? Or what, what do you think? Let's say we don't get Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. What is what's the Cavs' strategy? Are they still trying to be bad? I I think when it comes to Kevin Love, until you get an offer that you're comfortable with that you think is fair value, you hold on to him because I think that he helps the team and he's a good guy to have around as your face of your franchise. I I personally, obviously Zion is the number one prospect in this draft. I would not hate if the Cavs had the number two pick or the number three pick and got R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Because because I think R.J. Barrett could be the better NBA player, and I know that may seem crazy, but I was wa- I just I've been watching a lot of Duke lately, and R.J. Barrett I think is going to be really really good. Yeah. And like and like I get it. If you have one, you take Zion. You take him at ten ten times out of ten. But I wouldn't hate having to take R.J. Barrett, and I wouldn't hate keeping Kevin Love around R.J. Barrett because I think that that could be a potential good a good piece. Yeah, and I, I kind of said this yesterday, too, like, um, you know, having Delhi around is good for Jordan Clarkson because, like, Clarkson can only hijack the offense so much, right? So <laughs> I, like, think Clark, I think Clarkson gets traded this summer, too, or or by next trade deadline. I think he's... He, I'm so mean to him, but he's been pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah. He's he just, as good as you could expect, I think. Yeah, he's he, he is what he is, I think. You know, he is what he is, but I think he's definitely going to be a guy that um, – I think him and Tristan should probably stop partying together. But other than that, you know, they're perfect per- – <laughs> they are what they are. But uh, I think that he's probably someone who the Cavs can dangle for – Kobe hasn't done a terrible job of – he's doing exactly what he should be doing for a rebuilding team. you just got to hit on the picks. He's getting these – because the Cavs are going to have what the twenty first pick in the draft probably yeah. to go along, so that's not bad. I mean, you, you just got to hit on it. No, and I used to. I, I mean, it gives you just more as a fan. It's just another reason to like tune in. Like, yes, I yeah. used to love watching. I mean, obviously, I had a, a well documented love affair with like Sergey Karasev, but like, <laughs> I also like loved you know following Tyler Zeller too. So it just gives you like mm-hmm. another young guy to like keep your eye on and it makes it more fun so yeah um, well let's uh let's hear from another one of our sponsors 
uh, and then uh, we'll come back with some uh, let's let's talk some Endgame as well as maybe uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, we'll be right back. We are what probably four weeks four, or six or seven weeks away from Endgame. I think we're two weeks away from Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, and then we've still got about six or seven months to go, uh, or eight or nine months to go before uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yep. Um, let's just start with Star Wars because I think it hasn't been getting talked about as much, and kind of by design, I think. Um, what me, you and I were both people who liked The Last Jedi. Um, maybe more than most I, I could have done without Super Leia, but I thought, yeah. like, I thought that the depiction of, of Luke Skywalker was fine, um, and some people got really mad about that. Um, I thought the Ray uh, portrayal was really good. Um, I thought um, the I thought Kylo Ren was pretty terrible in Episode Seven and became pretty compelling in Episode. Yes. Eight. Yes, um, yes. Like, it was a real movie. It yeah. was with with real emotions and stakes, and and, and it was a real thing. And uh, it makes me so mad when people talk bad about it. I, my favorite thing is like learning that like the Russian bots were specifically like <laughs> undermining it because now just anybody who didn't like it, I can just sort of write off as um, Russian bot. Yeah, being being bought off by Putin or something. But um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so like, what you you and I you had some thoughts on J.J. Abrams, who's who's sort of <sighs> taking over, uh, back over for Episode Nine. What are you worried about, or or where are you where are you at with with how this is going to wrap up? I just I'm worried that I don't know I don't know what I'm worried about, but his comments about maybe shifting gears on Ray's parents, and I just feel like they're going to try and act like maybe Last Jedi didn't exist in some ways. And like they're gonna just try and and go away from it. I don't know. The the franchise is in a weird space. Like you said, no one's talking about it. Maybe by design, but they're not getting good press. There was rumors that they're stopping the the solo like the uh, in, intermediate movies from from production. There was a rumor that Ryan Johnson's new trilogy was getting taken away, but he said it wasn't true. Like there's there's nothing really exciting about the franchise right now. And I don't think giving it back to Abrams is bringing more excitement to it. I think like it, what, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to try and do, but I don't have a lot of faith in him. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And this is maybe a different conversation, but if I have a problem with where the last couple movies have gone, it's just like, they put it in a spot where there's like literally like 10 people that are now part of the resistance or the rebellion or, or yeah. you know, whatever <laughs> it is now. Like so many people are just like dying in these movies. And, um, you know, then you watch Solo and like there's just entire planets where kids are like living orphaned. Like, and then like maybe they can get away, but the only way they can get away is to like be slaves to. You know, and, and I, yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's a very dark universe. Um, it is. And I'm not someone who's like against, 
you know, I mean, you and I, we both know, like, I, I think movies should definitely be, you know, bring parallels to real life and have things to say, but um, it's just a really bleak universe right now, and, like, if you compare it to, and I guess, I, and frankly, it starts with Revenge of the Sith, when they, like, specifically, like, show, showed, uh, you know, Hayden Christensen about to, like, kill these little kids. Um, yeah. And even, even like, Rogue One was very good, but, like, everyone Dark. died, right? So, like... Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One just... Every, we got everybody out of here. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of a, a situation where I think, like, we need, like, a true happy ending. Um, Do you think people are excited? Has it worn off that we're getting new Star Wars movies every every year now? Like, is the excitement still there? Yeah, and I, th- I think things would be better if it was every other year, too. Um, Which is maybe why they're stopping the the other type, like the solo types of movies, maybe. Maybe that's where that rumor comes from. Yeah, or every year and a half, because, um, you know, I think part of the allure of, of Star Wars, in part because episodes... One, two, and three were not as good as people had hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, was that you know you were excited about Revenge of the Sith because this might be the last time you get to see a Star Wars movie in theater? Exactly. Because uh, like it just it was just up to the whims of of George Lucas. You know, now <laughs> yeah. there was this sort of view that they were going to continue to force feed you, regardless. Well, that that's kind of gone now. They've they've, yeah. they've They've gone the complete opposite direction, and and we're kind of just like, hey, does Disney still care about this? They spent four billion dollars on it, but um, does Disney care? If you look at Disney's slate for this year, do they really care about Star Wars? They have Toy Story, Mar- two Marvel movies, Aladdin, Lion King, Dumbo coming out all, within the next six months. That's insane. Yeah, and the only thing making me feel better is. Um, they are opening up like the Star yes. Wars theme park for sure, which is gonna I, which is gonna be amazing. So I think the last like third of the year, I think there's a good shot that you know uh, it will be sort of dominated by Star Wars. What for is sure. the what is the next? Because obviously Spider Man is Sony slash Marvel, but like what's yeah. the what's the non Spider Man? Marvel movie that like has a release date after Endgame. Like, is there one? I'm not even sure. I did, I mean, I uh, like obviously we'll get another Black Panther movie, but like I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And they where. said they, they were talking about a doc, another Doctor Strange movie, but obviously that's I don't think that's scheduled. I don't know. I think I think we're gonna have to see Endgame. And what do you what, what's your thoughts on Captain Marvel? Because we're two weeks out, and I would say I, things are pretty quiet about that too. Um, I just, I'm just not. I hope it's good. I just don't. I don't know if I'm buying into Brie Larson. They finally, they finally released like that one teaser that was like 45 seconds, and they got through a 45 second clip without like a trying to be cute joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I think the first trailer or two were just everybody was trying to like, like everything was a joke, and it felt kind of forced um and to be fair like i feel that way about um a lot of marvel movies about a lot of the marvel movies and um you know and and it's i think they've done a better job with tony stark lately but like 
when I was first starting to watch these movies, I, I didn't really enjoy, you know, Iron Man just making a quip every single time that you heard from him. But um, yeah, so I, I think Marvel as a whole has has tended to do that. But it, like when the entire trailer is just her and Nick Fury like making awkward jokes to each other, I, I don't know. But um, they need it to be good. I'm guessing it will be. Although, what, I mean, are you hearing anything? Any buzz? I, I had seen that like social media was supposed to be lifted on it. Um, so I think it? I think there's screeners in New York tomorrow. I'm not going, but I think people are going to start seeing it this week. The early stuff that I've heard is that the villains, the scrolls, yeah, are the best. Are the they like steal the show? And it's one of the best villain movies in Marvel, which is cool, I guess. Do you, are they gonna? Do you, are they gonna answer why he just called Captain Marvel now as opposed to like when New York was being attacked in the first I, Avengers movie? I would hope so. I, I I mean, there's I mean I would hope so. You know, there's got to be some sort of answers to that. Like there's yeah, there's got to be something. I just think it's kind of crazy. Like this movie probably should have came out like a year ago. Yeah, it it feels like a weird one to be the one right before Endgame. Cause you're, it, and it's almost, you know, and we'll see how the movie plays out. But like, the fear is justified that like you're introducing like a cheat code, you know, right at the yeah. end. Like if if she is the one that like just all Can of a sudden it. tips the balance of this battle, it's gonna feel a little cheap. Um, yeah, because where was she before this? Yeah. They but definitely they, have to. They, they have to answer that. Yeah. They they handled it, you know. But to, to their credit, I think they handled Spider Man pretty well during Civil War. Yeah. Um, without a full movie to introduce them, but yeah, with this being such a prequel, it's going to feel pretty similar to Spider Man. Like yeah, like Captain America will not know who Captain Marvel is. Um, yeah. Scarlet Witch, like, or uh, you know, uh, Black Widow might like have an idea of who she is right like she works with fury she would have to she would have have to know who who she is well but then then, then, like but but then it just leads into that other question which is like yeah well why didn't they call before but um but you're right like so theoretically you know black widow would be but a lot of these characters are like just going to be getting introduced to her how excited one to ten you're excited for endgame where is it at um, I would say right now it's 10. 10. It is 10. However, if I don't like Captain Marvel, it's going to go down to an 8 or 9. Okay. Um, I thought that, you know, if you just look at that first Endgame trailer where, you know, Cap looks at the, um, at his, uh, shoot, what are they called? Uh, when he looks at the compass yeah and he sees you know peggy um that you know that got me going i I just think we we know these characters um starting with um homecoming which i know you're not a big fan of i've i've really i'm a big (laughs) fan of 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 tony stark right now i really enjoy yes he's rebounded um, in in my marvel rankings he has rebounded incredibly like i i I really hated him (laughs) i mean it like and part of it was like avengers 2 just not being very good i don't think yeah i think i think that that really yeah brought it where it started yeah and then 
you know, we can we can have a huge debate about you know Cap versus Iron Man and and um, and Civil War, but like, I just think he clearly has sort of grown. I think the movies have done a good job of like showing that he's grown. Yeah, um, I, I'm enjoying, and I, I'm really like looking forward to Cap and Iron Man sort of reuniting on screen. I, I, I'm going to enjoy that. Um, yeah. I think that when Cap realizes that maybe Sharon's gone and Bucky's gone and Falcon's gone, like, and Nick Fury's gone, like, (laughs) and, you know, Natasha's probably still hanging out with Bruce Banner, like, he's going to be, like, a lonely, lonely dude. Um, And I think at least in the trailer they've done a pretty good job of, like, pumping that up with his like I said, looking at the compass and, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do if this doesn't work. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, him and Thor look straight, just dejected. They look awful, you know? Yeah. And they should. <laughs> they yeah. Should. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that Thor and Valkyrie get some more time together too. Cause that was my favorite part of Ragnarok. So if she's in it, I yeah. Enjoy that, so. yeah. What about yeah. you? Where are you at? I think I'm, I mean, I, I don't know how you, you couldn't be near a 10, just based off how good Infinity War was and everything leading into this film, the first trailer was great. You know, I didn't, I didn't love that they did a home, uh, Spider-Man trailer so soon. I, I didn't really get that, like doing a new Spider-Man trailer before Endgame. I didn't totally get that, but you know, I'm, I'm right there. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm ready to see it. You know, I, you know, at that point, it, because. They've been so muted with the Endgame stuff. I'm fine, like, getting a, a, a taste of tighter, a Spider-Man because I just wanted something, right? Like, if you're not going to yeah, give us... Yeah. If you're not going to give us a Star Wars trailer, if you're not going to give us a real Endgame trailer, if you're not going to, you know... And, and and so far, the Captain Marvel stuff has been kind of meh. Yeah. It, you know, but we'll see. I, I And honestly... I, I need to see Homecoming again because it's been a while. But uh, I, I watched it like a month ago again. It's just it's, still not your thing. The, the end. The end of it. The, it was the just, battle is the worst battle of any. Yes, and it's, I and I honestly just can't like. Um, uh, Michael Keaton was great. He was so good in it. Such a good bad guy. But I just can't get over how bad the end battle was. It it was horribly shot. Um, yeah, it it was like. <laughs> It wasn't even just a bad storyline. Like I just hated everything about it from a production standpoint. Even. Yeah. No. I, I. That's hard to disagree with. I just thought they did so many other things. For well. sure. It, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's just. I think I have it lower just on my rankings. You know. And what's weird is like if you look at how they did the like Washington Monument battle scene. Or I don't know if it's a battle scene or you know whatever you'd call it, but the action yeah. sequence on the Washington Monument, like that was really well done. So yes. it's not even like a technical issue, but they had like legit technical issues. <laughs> it with was the weird. Final scene. So I don't I don't really understand why they did, but they they certainly did. Yeah, um, it was but, weird. But I guess getting back to the the Cap and Iron Man reunion, like there's that there's that line in Spider Man where they say. Like, oh, that's... Don't forget to pack Cap's new shield. Yeah. Like, that... If it comes through, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be pretty disappointed, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, if that happens, like, there, 
Endgame should have some cool moments. Um, for sure. That it, they you're, worked for and that they deserve. So Yeah, I mean, the Quantum Realm stuff. I mean, I'm, my one thing about it is I hope we don't know too much. Like, I hope we don't know... Like, I hope it's not as simple as they go in the Quantum Realm and they just go back in time type thing. Like, I hope that there's still some, some mystery involved, you know? I think that they've, like, opened up so many potential doors that they have... Like, they have different routes they can go, and we'll have, like, guessed part of it, but it will not be exactly what we guessed. That's right. That's all I'm hoping for. And and I have faith in them doing that, you know? But but like I, I kind of said, and I, I was joking, but, like, I feel like it's, you know, got a 50-50 shot of being right. But, like, I feel like Tony is going to see, like, different realms where he is existing, and in one of them, he's happy with Pepper, and they have a kid, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so then he's going to have to give up his life for something so that everybody else can live or whatever. But he'll say, like, I know that we have this happy life in another dimension, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could see something like that happening. Yeah. Does that mean that it's are predictable? We, are, I don't know, because it might not happen. Are we, are we all, it, it's a hundred, we all think Tony's dying, right? Like, yeah, I mean, part of me says, like, not dying, to, like, it, it certainly looks like it if you look at that Spider-Man trailer, and... Um, yeah, he's nowhere to be found, yeah. And, and um, my thing with, like, does... Does uh, Chris Evans like want to be done? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wants to like keep doing this. It's kind of his tweets are kind of weird, but I think he's fucking with people. I think he's a little bit of a troll. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think I think he's trolling a little bit. I, I think he's throwing people off on on purpose. But I also think he just likes doing it. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise he, me. He, he, he seems to really like it. Yeah, like he likes the role. He likes sort of you know his like with what his politics are. I think he enjoys like. <laughs> Being that, how much do you? How much do you love that? How, how much do you love that? That that in real life, Chris Evans is just—it's perfect, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a big comic books guy, but like, from yeah. what it, it appears, like he really does embody a lot of. And it, you know, look, I thought Tiger Woods was a great guy for a long time too. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not talk about Tiger. Yeah. But, I um, try. That's the one that I literally try and ignore the most. Yeah, we just don't know about any of these people. But um, my, my, what what jokes get to you more? The the Captain America MAGA jokes or Kyrie jokes? Oh, probably Kyrie jokes. Okay, it's close though. The MAGA ones are like so silly that like I can write I can write them off. But like people are people really don't like Kyrie, and they like they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Jeff I, hates I, him. I, Jeff hates him. Sports he, he really does. Jeff Nyman, everybody. Um, and then he gets frustrated because he like pretends that everybody loves him. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing when my favorite thing about talking with Jeff just about sports is it automatically goes to the worst possible outcome. Like he's like the Cavs are going to pick ninth, and I I don't know who we're going to take. And I'm like, yo, that's not even possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, like he's sending me prospects that are like projected to go like in the mid teens, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who this is. Um, huh. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening to. Uh, can, can we get one? Let's real quick. Brown's prediction for next season. Oh yeah, we didn't. Rec- we, we talked a little Baker at the beginning. Um, record, just record. 
before the draft, before free agency. I'm going to say nine and seven. What? Oh, my. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think people Very are bad. a little bit ahead of themselves here. Uh, 11 and five, division wow. one. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think they trade for Odell this, this, this spring. I really like, do. Are we like we're just like all choosing to like ignore that Lamar Jackson ran all over us? Yeah, I I don't I'm not going to talk about Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be not good. Well, I'm sorry. But, but that doesn't like help your argument, right? Like if he's not going to be good and he just destroyed. I us. think I don't like I didn't like Greg Williams' defense. Like them letting yeah. go of Greg Williams was awesome. I thought like I think we have a good defensive. I, I like Christian Wilkes. I think he's going to be great. I, think I hope need- so. Um, but my other thing, like, I just, I look at how we played against the Chargers, Chiefs. For sure, for sure. And that last game against the Ravens. Well, that, that last one against the Ravens was different. They, they, and we they, almost that, won. We almost won. They, they fought. Baker was shredding the number one defense in the NFL. He had the three picks. Yes, they were bad. But, but man, he was shredding that defense. Well, I'm just, I'm not ready to go all... And like I said, I'm glad they lo- they lost that last game because. Oh yeah, you're hot. Yeah, that was controversial and, and, at the time. And, like, I don't even like mean it. Like, I, it was it was controversial because like I implied that it would matter for the team. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like for me personally, <laughs> I am glad that they lost. Yeah. Because it helps me keep my expectations. Yes, hundred percent. So, but I think. Yeah. I think I think they swing an Odell trade. That's that. I think that happens. If they did that, um, I would rather spend the money on like that Grady Jarrett guy. Yeah. Although, actually, you know what? No, you know what? If they, I'm fine with trading for Odell. And this, like, these sort of lines in the sand are dumb too. But like, I would trade a second and a fourth for Odell. I don't really want to give up a first because yeah. you're already paying him, right? Like. You're not getting him yeah. a rookie contract. Like he he's making a lot of money, and then a I lot of money. The, I know the Browns can do it, but like it's just a matter of value, right? Like For somebody sure. getting paid that much, I don't understand why it's going to cost me a first round pick. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if you can get him for a, a second and a fourth or something like that, or maybe that real late uh, Patriots third third rounder that we have, be nice there. Yeah. Um, because you know can. Baker throw Higgins, you know Hollywood Higgins open, yeah. But <laughs> would making it easier for him be better? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's all. Nine, nine and seven. Wow, we got to revisit that later. Well, and and like you said before, trades. Yeah, trades, yeah, we, like, yeah. It, it could be revised up if they really did add a difference maker next to uh, next to Ogan Joby and Garrett. Um, you know, for I, sure. Yeah, I certainly think... go up. Yeah, the next few weeks will be very interesting because because they do have a lot of the cast base, a lot of picks, exact. So yeah, all right, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I think this is where Chris usually tells you to subscribe to uh, us on Netflix or not Netflix. This is why I'm bad at this. Uh, <laughs> iTunes and Spotify and all of those uh, other apps that you guys listen to stuff. So uh, have a good one. Thank you very much, Chops. We will talk to you guys soon. Go Cavs.